Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. I am so excited about this episode. We have Miriam here, and I took a goal-setting class for Miriam recently and just loved it so much that I think it was like right afterwards I messaged you and asked if you would come on the podcast, yep. um, but she's way legit, so she, I'll let you introduce yourself, but she uh, coaches real estate agents and focuses a lot with them on goal setting. And I just really loved her philosophy on goal setting. It felt just really relaxing to me and just way more chill than some of the, I don't know, pointers I've heard in the past from people. So I wanted to bring her on to talk to us about that and just pick her brain a bit. So Miriam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I, I guess uh, I kind of got into goal setting and planning just because I was coaching these agents and everyone has a different personality and they come from a different place. I didn't really know what techniques could like span the vast uh, amount of different personalities I was seeing and different motivations. Um, and so I kind of came up with this little plan um, that works kind of for everyone. I mean, specifically it works really well in sales, but it ended up working really well for a lot of my friends. Um, and so I kind of fell into this coaching, um, of it with, with everyday people. And it's been really awesome just to watch how it's changed people's lives, especially in the days of COVID-19, um, with people feeling very out of control and feeling like they don't have a lot of power over their lives. And it's given people that need it a lot of, I think, control. Yeah, super needed right now, I feel like. Could you just tell us kind of your overall philosophy on goal setting? So I am a person who likes the idea of goals, but I always found myself like having the idea at the beginning of the year or the beginning of something I was doing. Um, and then I forget about them in like a day. Uh, and it sounded really great. Per usual, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so the first year I started doing this at like four years ago, I like, I decided I was going to like set resolutions and goals in my phone, but then it was like, okay, two times in the year, I remembered that I was like in my notes and saw that I had made a note and I was like, uh, cool. I forgot about that. And so I realized that like with having a job, I already have a schedule, whether you have a job or you're a mom or any responsibility that you have you tend to have some sort of schedule somewhere that you track what your day to day is. Um, and I realized like, I want to put those together. Um, but a lot of this, honestly, for me, and I talk about this a lot in my class is like, it stemmed from the fact that I'm a highly anxious person. I like get very easily overwhelmed and stressed and anxious. Um, and so I kind of morphed all these things together and made how I do it, which I mean, you could probably explain now, hopefully <laughs> after the class, but yeah, it's awesome. I have everyone sit down and kind of break out, like, tell me what the areas of your life are 
that you care about, that you want to set goals in. Now let's set goals within that. And then once you have that, this is going to be like your checkpoint, your cornerstone to this year or this period of your life, whatever, however you want to set it up, where as you're going through your week and the two times I tend to go back to them is when I'm feeling super stressed and overwhelmed when I come back to my planner or when I'm feeling like my life is monotonous and boring and difficult. Um, just like I'm feeling stuck. So those two things are usually what trigger me. I'm not sitting there looking at my goals every single day. I'm not trying to like accomplish something every single day. Cause someday, some weeks, some months, you're just like, I just have to function and survive. And I think that was what a lot of the beginning of quarantine was for people. Um, was like, I just need to get through it. And that's why I've seen a lot of this like pick up now as people are like, okay, I, now I can function within this lifestyle, but like, I want to do something with it. I want to have something be productive. So, um, so yeah, with goals, I kind of have people break it down. And then as I've mentioned to you, I have like do's and don'ts of, um, of goal setting. And they're just things that over the time in coaching different people, I've seen like, Oh, you think you're not a goal person because ABCD, right. Um, because you've never written them down or because you made too few goals or because you, whatever. Um, so I think people get a little bit overwhelmed by the fact that I always say like, you should have like upwards of 20 goals in a year and then try to accomplish half of them. I think that's a lot of what, um, people, what really resonates with people is the fact that your life gets to change with this. You don't have to write this down and then your 2020 is done and set. And now you can't change it. It's right into this what the root of what you want is so that if something in your life changes, you can either adjust to still Mm -hmm. accomplish that goal or just write it off because your life has changed and it's okay. Um, And I think that's where I've seen a lot of success year over year now with the people that I've coached is um, you have to prove this theory and you have to adopt it yourself. And so I don't teach this to people like, hopefully people only have to take this course once because in the end, you can do this for yourself year after year after year, because you learn yourself, you learn like, okay, so my health goals need to stay pretty broad because I don't succeed in those or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a very long winded version of my theories. <laughs> no, that was amazing. That. Because I think that when I took your class was what clicked for me was when you said, you know, and then maybe you accomplish half of them. Because I think a lot of us go into goal setting with all or nothing thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of it, when we set resolutions or goals at the beginning of the year, that's why we lose steam after like a week because it's all or nothing. It's very black and white. It's I have to be doing this every single day. But yeah. you're like, no, you can even just a week or a month where you're just like you're surviving and you're getting through, you're not going to be focused on those goals necessarily, but you can come back to them. Like you said, when you're like bored or you're feeling anxious and you need somewhere to put that energy, which I love. And that's totally what I do. I mean, I posted about it yesterday. I was like super overwhelmed and busy with work um, all day and feeling like I was like getting a lot done at work, but then, I don't, anxiety shows up for everyone differently. Of course. Um, I'm very familiar with how anxiety shows up for me and usually it's guilt. I feel guilty about something, whether I'm not showing up for a person in my life or I haven't gotten enough done. Um, and that's where I go back and I like open my planner. I put in everything I needed. 
I thought about the people I wanted to focus on. And then I was like, okay, I actually have so much time this week. And for me, I love having things to look forward to. And it's great when you have like a trip to Disneyland or whatever it is. <laughs> that would um, be better than, well, I get to go to the grocery store in two weeks. So. <laughs> exactly. But I'm able to now go back to my goals that I already set and say like, okay, I wanted to, I'm like looking at my thing. Like I wanted to successfully raise a plant this year. So oh, cute. Chipping away at really lame goals for other people. But, and so I was like, cool. Like I looked up plants, I ordered them, I went and picked them up. And now I'm like, doing that this week right and I can like put these things into motion where I feel successful but not by anyone else's standard and that's the other thing that I push really hard I think in my class and to teach people is that like I talk a lot about vanity goals because whether you're culture society religion whatever there are a lot of things that sound so good to put down as a goal and so people do lose specific amounts of weight that's always a big one that people think like well, people think that I'm heavy, so I should lose weight. And you're like, no, no, no. Do you want to? And I think that's where a lot of goals fall by the wayside because they think it's really pretty to write a goal, but they don't actually care about the goal. And so that's why, like, even though some of my goals probably to other people are really lame or weird, I'm like, listen, these are things that I spent time thinking about that, like, I actually want for myself. And so I don't feel shame about it. But that's like a practice, right? Like you have to, <laughs> you have to go through that for a few years before you get there. I think, yeah. but it's healthy. a lot of shedding of expectations. But I think like a good shedding, so totally be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to share your goals. I think that that's something that I've seen. So even like with my agents, the first year I did this, like three years ago now, um, it was very uncomfortable for them as someone who works in business with them to share outside of business goals. It was very easy for them to be like, here's my business goals. But I was like, okay, well, that's great. And I'm glad you set them. But why don't you tell me a couple of your other ones? And you don't have to tell me all of them, whatever you're comfortable with. But once they had buy-in from anyone else, they got very excited about their goals. And they liked that, like, I knew someone wanted to go to France, you know, at some point in the year. And so anytime I saw like cheap tickets, I would like screenshot it, send it to them. Mm -hmm. Just someone else having your back on that feels so much more motivating to finish it, but also makes it feel like this is a good goal. That's like great for me and that I can actually do. And so I've seen that. And that's why, even though sometimes it's a little bit embarrassing, like I share all my goals publicly on Instagram and maybe that's not a fit for everyone, but it's been really cool for me because it makes me feel so excited. And when people share them with me, people have taken my course that like share share their goals with me when I see that they do it I get like legitimately excited for them I'm like so overjoyed and so I think that's another thing is like whether it's your spouse or a friend or friend group or social media like I think really getting social buy-in is really really important with goals yeah I love that idea and I think I'm a personality where I'm like oh I kind of will be embarrassed if I share this with people. I want to keep it close to the heart, you know, because what if I fail? But I yeah, I was going to say, because what if I don't achieve yeah. it? Yeah. And then, oh, I'm embarrassed because I didn't. But I love that idea of just putting it out there because, I mean, people want to root for you, right? Mm-hmm. And they want mm-hmm. to encourage you. And these people in your life, you know, are invested in you. They're not going to, like, make fun of you and 
make you feel like crap for not achieving your goal. I think we're the hardest on ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. But I love that idea of just sharing and not being embarrassed. I loved that you shared your goals with us <laughs> in the class. It was awesome because I got some great ideas from it. And I don't know, it just feels like community kind of building each other up and support. So I love that. Yeah, it's, it's honestly a good way to weed out like the people you don't want in your life. Right. Yes. That's and what I was thinking. I was like, people don't respond well. Just cut, cut, cut. Yeah. Guys, you know. That has always confused me about Instagram, and everyone has to take stock of what works for them. But Instagram is such a big thing where people go on fast from it, and if you need to, I'm so supportive of people doing that. But I've always felt like I'm never offended if someone unfollows me because, like, I'm not their cup of tea. And welcome to the world. I have a huge poster in my house that says, "I am not for everyone." <laughs> Yes. That's great. Yeah. Um, but but I legit I believe in that. I believe that like it's okay if you're not everyone's cup of tea. And so I think that there is this fear of like not being liked or um uh social media specifically being really unhealthy. And I'm like, listen, just unfollow anytime you see someone's post or story or anything that makes you go like, ugh, just unfollow them. And maybe you follow them back later. Doesn't matter if they're family, just it's your realm and you have the beauty of the unfollow and just do it. And I think that that's like, and the mute. Oh my God. Beautiful about family members. (laughs) Not that I've muted any of mine, but it is really nice. I've just muted KJ. That's it. All right. I get it. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. It's fine. Um, But yeah, that's like, I think it's really important to feel buoyed by it. And, One of the other things that I love is when you're able to write down all your goals and like this year I have 40 goals, right? Like I, I've ramped it up every year, but, um, I'm able to look at a sheet in December of all the accomplishments I did, because think about how many things last year in 2019 you did, you had a whole year of accomplishments, but like, unless for the most part, people like, unless you got married or had a baby or some big milestone, they can't like say like, oh, last year I did this and this and this, like Mm -hmm. you just can't list it. And so to have it for me to be able to say, these are the 20 things I accomplished last year that I wanted feels so motivational, especially leading into the next year and the next year. And that's where I think this becomes such a habit for me. Um, instead of like, oh, that was fun to do that one year. It's like gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every year is because it just, it makes me feel so much better about who I am as a person, legitimately, like moving forward. And so I think that, um, if done correctly, I think that that's like a really important thing. Goals can be even just things you want to go do. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I want to go to this concert and not so much like, totally habit oriented, if that makes sense. Um, Like I want to work out every day or, you know, just like going and doing something fun and putting those goals in. Cause then, yeah, you can look back at that at the end of the year and be like, Oh, look at all the great things I did. Like that was awesome. Yeah. And something that I always say is like, I encourage people never to do daily, weekly or monthly goals. Um, because just like I said, like who knows what your life is like, even if you are such a good person at working out or whatever, and you were going to work out once a week. If you say work out once a week, week two, you might be out because maybe you got the cold and you didn't work out that week. And that's 
fair because life happens, right? But if you say, I'm going to work out 50 times in a year, right? You can front load that. You can know that July and August, I have so many trips or I have so many things going on or quarantine happens or whatever happens. And you're able to like adjust with it. Um, And even if you don't get to 50 in a year, which would be like a crazy accomplishment for me, someone like me, um, you still see like, okay, but I did 40. Are you kidding? Like I worked out four times this year. That's great for me. And being able to like track those kind of things is is really great. But yeah, I also really encourage people to make a balance of goals because a lot of people just go with big ones. I want to become this person. I want to break this habit. But as licensed therapists, you guys know that when you try to break a habit, you have to replace it with something, right? This is a bigger thing than like sitting down for one hour and writing all your goals out. This is a process. This is most of all a check-in. And so actually, I'm really interested to hear what you guys think. But um, having taken the course, KJ, like, I feel like this is such a good beginning step for someone who isn't like into therapy or doesn't really know themselves is to like just casually get into goals because they set things like I want to be healthier. But I say like, okay, no, no, that's not, that's not a goal. That's not attainable. That's not anything. What does that mean to you? Is it about what you eat? Is it about what you look like? Is it about what? And then you have to dig layer and layer and layer and layer. Yes to really figure out why you even care because most of the time people don't care about what they're saying, but they'll get somewhere that they do care once they like dig in. Yeah. Once you've dug in. Yeah. Oh, I think that that's yeah. absolutely true because yeah, the more that you look at what, what do I want to shift about my life? When you dig down to what you want to shift, there's always a big, Oh, that's why that's what's missing. That's what I need, you know? So yeah, the more you dig down into it, and we talk about this a lot, like I'm very into people being Mm self-aware. I think it's very important to say, I know what my weaknesses are and I'm working on them, but then I also know my strengths and stuff. And so I think that this is a really good practice to really get to know yourself. So what would be your advice for starting to kind of identify your goal areas and your goals? I have like a little planning target. Um, if anyone wants it, I can just like send you a PDF of it, but it's basically like a circle and it's divided into six areas. Um, that's usually about where people are is the six areas, but I just have them write like the areas of their life. And usually I have people just like write it as scratch paper, treat this as like trial. You can print as many as you want, whatever. Um, and I'll usually start with some basic ones like health, personal business or work or family, uh, relationships, spiritual, right? Like kind of break out the basic categories. And then that's the hard part with goals is a lot of times you just have to get your brain working. So I'll even at the beginning of the year, I'll literally uh, like type into Pinterest, like 2020 goals and just see what people's lists are. Because most of the time, what are you guys doing this year? Yeah, (laughs) I'm not like copying what their goal is, but it will say something about like health. And I'll be like, Oh, I've always wanted to be able to do a handstand. I'm going to put that on my list as my physical goal. Right. And And so it's just getting your brain in that place. Um, I have also some prompting questions. Actually, that would be fun to tell you guys. So these are more like cerebral questions. So I I don't do it in my class just because I feel like a lot of times they can get pretty heavy. So originally how this all happened anyway is my friend Rosie was like, hey, I think I want to do a little planner like you do. I do like this massive build out of planner every year. And she was like, can you just give me some tips? And I was like, why don't I just come over? And so I just started doing this and I was asking her questions. I was like writing them as I asked them. Um, And then a bunch of our other friends were like, Hey, you did this for Maggie. Can you do it for me? 
And so this is kind of how this was all birthed. And these are the questions I sent them. We said, one, is there something you have always wanted but don't feel is realistic, important, or possible? That's a big thing for me because there's a lot of things that people want in their life or want to do, but they've told themselves, someone's told them or they've told themselves that they can't do it or that it's dumb. Um, and so bringing that back in front of them and reminding them of the stuff that they like. Um, two, is there a skill you wish you had or envious of others when you see they have it? So a lot of our lives I've seen, I've seen for people like they just want to become a different person. Um, and a lot of this I treat as like, you don't get to do that this year. That's not how life works. You get to do this over the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, but let's see what this year you can take a step toward that person. But that's kind of where they start thinking about that. Yeah. Um, three, where would you have liked to have traveled? That's a big one. I think people love having travel goals just because it feels. Yeah. Like this year is so weird for travel goals, but we'll I be know. able to travel later. Yes. My my later. goal was to get an annual pass to Disneyland. Oh. And I was supposed to get it in May. So it is weird. But like, it still is a goal. And so then it's nice. Like I'm being flexible because life changed. And so I was like, okay, I can't go in May. So now as soon as it opens and I can go and, yeah. and I still have 12 months. It's just yeah. a different 12 months and blah, blah, blah. So I like that flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, do you have any habits you would like to break? Um, so habits to break, that's the one where I'll always re remind people. Any good therapist will tell you that you have to replace it. So what do you want to replace it with? What hobby or skill or whatever do you want? What coping mechanism do you want to replace it with? That one's usually honestly where we spend a lot of time because most mm -hmm. people need a lot of dig to peel back a lot of layers to figure out where that habit comes from. And I figured out like, I used to bite my nails all the time. And so when I stopped biting my nails, it was because I got fake nails put on. But then I was like, well, I still, I would bite my nails, especially when I watch movies because I'm like anxious and I'm thinking about a bunch of other stuff or I'm like, what I'm really invested in the show. Um, and so I started eating popcorn, like in a really weird oh. Yeah. I don't but I started like <laughs> eating all the hard parts off of a popcorn and saving all the soft parts. And then I'll eat all the soft parts at the end. It's amazing. Awesome. It takes so much describing to anyone I've ever dated. <laughs> I'm sorry, explain what you're doing. And I'm like, listen, yeah. it makes me feel calm. Leave me alone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's an example of like ways that you have to kind of process through it. Yeah. Um, okay. Five. Are you holding on to anything that no longer serves you? And why are you holding on to it? Um, there's a lot of that that I've seen with people is around like that one tends to go with themes. Like, People are like, oh, you know what? I'm still friends with these people that like don't serve me anymore. They actually make me feel really bad. And we'll like talk about creating boundaries there, setting goals around boundaries. Um, six, is there something you could do that would make you feel like a better person for you or for others? Um, a lot of these are like heavy. <laughs> like a big They're so thing. good. I love this. I'm um, like, I could just do an entire like six weeks of therapy on these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seven, are there any important boundaries you would like to set for others or yourself? That's usually one that like everyone has somebody in their life that they're like, I say yes too much or I don't show up for this person. And it's a really good place to start from. Um, and then lastly, number eight, what would you like your, your life and yourself to look like at the end of next year? Um, this one is usually me taking people's expectations back. Um, a lot of people have these really lofty goals. And if you set goals off of this, 
fake version of who you could be in one year, uh, you're just, you're going to fail. And a lot of everything that I coach towards, everything that I counsel people towards is very much like, how do we get you to succeed? Especially your first year, set it easy, set it simple, set a lot. And let's get you to just feel like you're championing yourself, like you're showing up for yourself and you're going to do this because the next year you can take it a step further. You can do it a little bit harder the next year, the next year, and then you can become a professional at setting goals for your own life and the people around you. So. Wow. I love that. I'm going to listen to this back and just journal about these. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, and that's why I always tell people, like, I think some people show up to my class being like, okay, I'm going to make my journal during this. I'm going to set all this up. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you some tools and it's going to take you at least a month to just like take it all in, really set what you want. And then honestly, at the end of 30 days, you might have different goals than you thought you were going to have. And that's, that's the purpose. That's what we want out of it. Um, and honestly, I don't have any training in this. I've, I've gone to therapy for a lot of years. So thankfully I've learned from people like you who know better than me. Um, but I just, I like people and this is the stuff I've seen time and time again in every different person. They all have these things that they want that they think they can't do. And by writing it down and tracking it and coming back to it constantly when you're feeling a certain way is awesome. It's, it just makes your life. Why not make your life easier? And this just, just made everyone I know's life so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. And I think these questions and just this process can really get to the core of who people are as people, yeah. right? Like if they can really break this down for themselves, then they see like, oh, this is what motivates me. Mm-hmm. This is where my passion is, where my drive is. And when you can kind of dig into that, you really yeah. get to see people for who they are, which is so fun. Yeah. And it's so nice to like, connect with other people through goals. I think that a lot of times people think goals are so personal and they're just about you. And that's true. A lot of mine, I mean, I'm, I'm single. So a lot of mine are very personal. They're very much only about me, but also being able to be mindful. I have one on my list this year that like, I think a lot of people were confused that I publicly shared, which was talk to my, I have twin younger brothers who are much younger than me. I'm not very close with them. We're very different people. And I have like talked to each of them 12 times this year. They're like, oh my gosh, what if they see? And I'm like, here's the thing, guys. We, how many people do you know in your life? How many people are you friends with, close with, anything? That like, so much of my anxiety stems from people. It's an expectation that someone put on me or that I have for other people or wanting to be a good friend, sister, whatever, parent, whatever you, your role you fill, wanting to fill this role and having it written down and reminding yourself does not diminish the thing that you do. And I think that's really hard for people is like, well, if you wrote it down, then it's fake. And I'm like, no, I, I legitimately want to be closer to my brothers. Right. Why not remind myself yeah. that that's important to me? Um, right. And sure, some people are going to take it wrong. But I think that so much of what I base my goals off of is not only me personally becoming a person I want, but so much of that has to do with other people and the way I can serve people. And that's been something that actually a lot of people have really loved is the way that I, like I was mentioning, the way that I go about this is I come when I'm feeling any of those things, right? Stressed or bored or (laughs) anxious in general, come back to my planner and I say, this is what I have to do this week. And the very next thing after this is what I have to do and the responsibilities I have. 
is who do I care about? Is who's on my mind? And I typically do this on a Sunday just because it's a time that I can be quiet and think in my own mind for me. But, um, and I'll say like, I've really been missing blah, blah, blah friend, or I really feel like I need to chat with my sister or whatever. And in that moment, I text them and say, okay, I can see my schedule. I have time on Saturday. Hey, do you have time for lunch or a call or whatever? And I write it into my calendar. So I feel like, okay, already my anxiety jumps down immediately, just showing up for the people that I didn't even take the time when I, when I take the time to like, listen to my actual thoughts and say like, yep, I'm feeling super anxious because I feel like this person isn't getting my attention or is mad at me or something and show up for that coming there first and then say, okay, then I go to my to-do list. Then I go back to my goals and fill it and fill in what I can fill my week with, but making your number one, what you have to do. And sometimes that's enough. And then coming back to people, I think it just makes for a happier life. Almost anyone you're ever going to ask, regardless of, you know, color, creed or culture, they're going to say that like the people around them are what make their life better. And so I've always tried to keep that really front of mind past immediate responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea of planning time with people is not fake time. It is still real time. You're with them, you're engaged with them, and you're showing that you want to be with them. And it's okay that we are adults and often we need to plan that time. Mm-hmm. That's just a part of the reality. Yeah. And the fact that like someone cares to plan in specific mm-hmm. time you, like I would be flattered. I would not yes. be offended. I'd be like, um, thank you for like, I'm the one person you wanted to focus on this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never had it come back to bite me. And I feel like I've more often than not had friends who are like, Hey, I really needed like some attention this week. And it was crazy that like you knew that and reached out. Yeah. That is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I want to circle back to that process you just laid out because that mm-hmm. was gold. So I just want to like solidify what those steps were for people so that if they're feeling really anxious, especially in this time of quarantine where things are just, just kind of, I don't know, maybe people are feeling defeated that, that some of their goals can't happen. Like Jessica, you said, oh, I can't get my annual pass. pass. Maybe people are feeling like, oh, I haven't been able to go to the gym and can't motivate myself to work out at home. You know, I think people might be feeling just kind of weird right now and then anxious that they're not achieving what they had set out to achieve. But you just broke down that process to be a really simple like inventory of what your priorities are. And so the first thing you said was like the things you have to get done, right? Your responsibilities. Number one is what are my responsibilities this week? And that's whether you work or you are a parent or whatever you is unchanging. It's already set for you for the week. Um, plans you already have, have a week. And I, and I usually tell people only do this week by week, because if you try to plan out a month, I'm sorry, no matter who you are, that's just, it's not gonna be great. <laughs> you can't Life will it. change. Yeah. Sit with a week. However you have it, right. Just draw it out on a piece of paper, whatever you do. Um, And just, yeah, start with number one, what are my responsibilities this week? And then number two, say, who do I want to focus on or spend time with this week? And where you have holes in that week, fill that person in. And right then, while you're thinking about it, while you're writing it down, text that person, call that person, whatever, and and book that out for you for your week and put it on your schedule. And then number three, I usually say, what's on my to-do list? And where will that fit? So those are like, this week on my list is like, you know, re-register my car and do my 
um, uh, what's it called? Uh, census, right? Like do the census that I need to do. There's like some things like that, that I just like then fill into my schedule where it fits. So that's number three, what's on your to-do list and try to fit it in. And then once all of that is taken care of, that's when you go back to your goals and say, okay, now where can I add fun stuff? Where can I add other things um, to this list? And I think, again, that's where a lot of people fail is that they make their goals their number one priority. And you're like, no, 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 life always comes first. All three of those things I just mentioned, which are responsibilities, people, and to-dos, those will always come before these lofty goals that you want to fit. But it's a good fourth step. And at any point in those four steps, if you're full, you're done. That's all you're doing that week. And that's even if it's just your responsibilities, just your work day to day, and you just want to watch Netflix afterwards because you can't deal, good for you. That's where you stop on that process. But that's the typical process that I, I coach through on, on your planner. Yeah, so I good. love that. It's so good. And I love you just keep giving us permission to not do so much. And I love it. I'm like, thank yeah. you. Okay. So if my schedule is full, I don't have to then add, okay, now I'm going to exercise five times. Cool. And yeah. I already was so busy, you know, like I have permission to take a week off and then yeah, do it a different week if that's important to me or whatnot. I love that. Yeah. yeah I'm just committing that process to memory because that's like the perfect antidote for anxiety for me. I feel like is just Breaking it down, be really realistic and simplify the process and not try to just take on everything. Like my goals will always be there and I can go back to them and circle back to them and take it on when I can. I don't have to do everything every day. You have a year to do all, right? Like, and, and that's why I think some people try to make their goals so big that they would have to take them a year. And that's why I'm like, no, no, no. You can have some of them for sure. Habit things that you want to like develop throughout the year, but also like have one-offs that you can just be like, dude, I'm going to do that this weekend and I'm going to be done and I'll have done it and it will be great. And mm-hmm. um, I think that those are, those are really, really important. And um, one of my favorite parts about that specific four step process is like, I did it yesterday because I was so overwhelmed. And as I'm writing my to-do list, I was doing it. I was doing parts mm-hmm. of it. And some of them I knew would take the rest of the week. But I was like, oh, I need to cancel my Comcast at my old house, right? And I'm like writing it down and doing it on my computer at the same <laughs> time. And I like crossed it off. It feels so amazing to anyone, but especially people with anxiety to cross something off. It's something you get to True. forget about in your brain. And so like I am a list person. There are lists literally covering my room. Work lists, personal lists, whatever. I am just, it makes me feel so, so successful to um, visually see a thing. And so sometimes I'll do this whole process, this four step process, and I'll never open my planner again that week. It just took me writing it down to stop Mm -hmm. freaking out about it. Right. Because my responsibilities are already in my Google calendar, right? I don't need to look at it, but just writing it down. I'm like, okay, I can go back to it. If I need, I know what my to-do list is. If I have some free time, but I can forget about that for a minute and I don't need to have it tattooed on my arm, you know? So amazing. Yeah. I, I just love that we're having this conversation in April, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like instead of like end of December, beginning of January, because I, I do think that with the current situation with COVID-19, 
and maybe this is wrong, but I feel like people are having a lot more time in their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think this really could be the perfect time to really kind of dig into some of those questions that Miriam posed a little bit ago and figure out, you know, what this process can look for you and how you can implement goal setting and to do's and journaling into some of your habits so that it can lessen your anxiety and just have this like healthy approach to this stuff so that it's helpful to you and not, I don't know, anxiety inducing, I guess. This should help anxiety, not cause it. And I think a lot of other things that I've seen, because obviously I've looked into like other people who coach this. I think a lot of times it just feels too big to grasp. Um, and, and that's my nightmare. <laughs> I want this to make everyone's life easier. I want it to make you feel powerful and strong and capable. Um, and that's really why I did it. I think I felt really defeated being like a 30 year old who was unmarried. <laughs> that was hard for me for a while. And this has made me feel like, no, I accomplish stuff constantly. And I do things I didn't think I was going to be able to do. And that's really an incredible thing to feel for yourself, no matter what your situation is, to be able to prove to yourself that you can set a goal and reach it is like, everyone wants that. And everyone should have that feeling for sure. It's why we keep setting goals mm -hmm. on January 1st, because we do, we want that gratification of like, oh my gosh, I achieved something. But yeah. I do think this is such a better way of saying like, what do I need in my life? And then there's more motivation to actually do it because you know the reason behind it. And then, yeah, yeah you make it simple and then you revisit it when you need to. I think yeah. it just seems so doable, yeah. which I love. Yeah. And I can tell that that you really believe in that process and just talking to you. I mean, you just seem so self-aware and like self-assured. And mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm so drawn to is like, Oh, like if I work on this stuff, like I can have some more self-awareness of, you know, what my real motivations are and how to, you know, just, create this space in my life for goals that isn't overwhelming anymore. And yeah. so when I achieve something, I can really feel like, Oh, I did the like mental and emotional work around that goal so that when I'm accomplishing it, it's something I really wanted to accomplish. Not because I thought it would look good to other people or because other people had that goal because it's just truly something I wanted to achieve. Yeah. Even if it's small. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think that everyone, I mean, I still have a long way to go in myself. Um, that's one of the benefits of like being alone a lot, right. Is you get comfortable with yourself. You start to know yourself and it's taken years of therapy and years of like sitting with uncomfortable feelings and sitting with like goals that I didn't understand, um, and thoughts that I had. And if you want to put the time in, you can do it. It's still hard. It's not gonna be easy but it's just getting ready to dedicate some time to it. And I think a lot of people just aren't, aren't there and that's okay. Um, but it's, it works when you want to make time for it. Agreed. Big fans, big fans <laughs> of therapy, yeah. uncomfortable feelings, <laughs> you know, and taking time to yes. do something good for ourselves. Yes. This is a beautiful form of self-care. 
So in yep. case you were like, oh, what should I do for self-care for COVID-19 while I'm stuck at home? A great thing would be say, okay, well, we're still going to be inside for another month. So I'm going to take that month and figure out what I really want and need in my life and then set some nice goals around it. Yep. That seems like a much more doable thing than I'm going to exercise every day for the rest of this quarantine or clean my house every day before I go to bed, you know. Like, just dig in, say, okay, my goal is just to get to know myself a little better for the next month. Yeah. And Katie will tell you, like, I'm very much willing to shoot down people who are like, I want to clean my house every day. And I'll be like, cool. No. <laughs> yeah. But will yeah. you? Well, that you was my quarantine goal. And I literally, you know, I went like two days and then I got tired and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. So I did let go of the goal and like no shame, which is huge. Cause before I would have been like, I have to, but I was like, this is a dumb goal. Why did I set this goal for myself? You know? And well, so I appreciate it. Unrealistic. Like, no yeah, one it was. That. No one can clean their house every day. No one does. Well, also just, I'll send it to you as well. Um, if you guys want to post it, but I made just like a list of youth and a list of adult goals for quarantine. The things that are inside that are safe. Um, that just like, if someone's like, I don't know if this is really for me, I kind of want to test it out just over the next, at least month that we're still quarantined, um, being able to just accomplish a couple things on the list. They're pretty generic and you can kind of change them, but just things to get your brain moving, um, toward goal setting. So I have those that I can send you guys. Um, and they're on my Instagram, but, uh, yeah, just trying to get people like on board with feeling good. Yes. <laughs> Isn't <that> everyone's goal? <laughs> Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, we we appreciate you so much and you're just such a great resource for this. Like I I hope people will really sit with some of these things and and do some of this work cuz I think it's fantastic. I've loved it. And I'm okay. going to do more of it. So, where can people find you? Um yeah, you mentioned your Instagram, which I think is a great resource for a lot of this stuff. And you're very real on there. It's so refreshing <laughs> just about your goals and how you do this. So where can they find you? Yeah, it's just at Miriam Boss, M-I-R-I-E-M-B-O-S-S. Um, I don't like have a website or anything. This is something I've just been like doing as it's come to me. Um, but I have some IGTV videos on goal setting and how I set up my journal and planner and everything on there. Um, and then the rest of it is just like me with my nieces. Well, not anymore. Me with my dog and like, (laughs) so it's not that, that wonderful to some people, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a crazy important person. I'm super open to like, you're stuck on a goal. I have people like every day message me and be like, I have this idea, but I don't know how to make it a goal. And I'll just like respond and, and fix it. And I love that. And I love that my brain works that way. And I can kind of help people that way. So I'm open to anything you need on there. So. Perfect. So awesome. So nice of you. I'm excited to send you a million messages with Perfect. so many questions. I'm excited to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. Awesome. Well, thank you, Miriam. We yeah, appreciate yeah. you. Thank you so, so much. much. Good luck goal setting, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.